Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. How are you? Hope you're doing well. It's the summertime. We are in the full swing of summer. I am your host, Barry Johnston. You're listening to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. With me, as always, my best friend, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, sir? I am doing all right i am uh, enjoying the relatively mild summer so far up here and um yeah man just you know plugging along trying to keep my head above water just like everybody else yep. and you know just just enjoying the summer vibes yes yes yeah it is uh we are getting into the swing of it here in the summertime and it's been a weird summer, of course, you know, because of the weird shit that's gone on with COVID. But uh, mm-hmm. we're trying to make the most of it. They started with my kids. They uh, started summer basketball back up, which is good. Mm. You know, we were able mm. to play a little bit, which is good. But we're still up in the air about about how the uh, school year is going to happen. They're still trying right. to figure that out. And they're talking about doing, you know, some online stuff. Maybe you mm-hmm. can Maybe you do half online, half half at school. It's, it's weird, man. It's just a weird yeah. time. So yeah, well, well, we'll see as that stuff develops over the summer. What, uh, of course, what the fall will bring us. But yeah. I'm here to declare, Barry, that this is the uh, at least for me, this is the summer of ska. Yes. Now I'm not a huge. I like ska. Yeah. You know, I've never right. been a big ska fan. I've uh-huh. never been a you know a rude boy. Or part uh-huh. of the two tone army, right? But um, you know, summer is always for me. The music is my musical taste. Kind of changes with the seasons, you know. Yeah, I'm sure you kind of maybe feel that. I'm yeah. sure a lot of people feel. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yep. So summertime is very fun. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. very energy. You know, like so, like you know, a lot of like punk rock and you know, and you know, like even some like classic rock. It's a lot of rock, right. really. Yes, but, you know, yes. a lot of but bouncy stuff. Yes, and dude, what's more bouncy than some punk rock uh, and some yeah. reggae influenced? Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Oh, it's stuff. you know, it's it's crazy because it was a huge thing. Um, you know, of course, you and I grew up in a time when when the second. Not the second, but the third wave. Third wave. Uh, I think the real last music revolution uh, was was uh, was in our prime. Um, mm-hmm. So we were exposed to a lot of great music. But during that time, uh, ska was a very very big portion of the genre the, of mm-hmm. uh, pu- of punk rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, no funner show to go to than a ska show. Mm-hmm. Or or a bill with a with a great ska band, and I yeah. saw I saw a lot of them, man. And uh, you know, less than Jake was was a you know they still play. Mm-hmm. It was huge, hugely influential band, and uh, just great great guys and um, real big fish. All yeah. those all those bands, man. You yeah, know. man. Pie tasters, and of yeah. course, mighty mighty Boston's. Oh, dude, so Loved good, Boston's, man. Dude. So Loved good. Them. And so you know, Pop Ivy and just all sorts of stuff. Yeah, so I'm having fun rediscovering good. a good. bunch of this stuff. Um, and uh, even, oh, Mephiscopheles, that's yes. one that fans might like. Yep. That is the quote-unquote satanic uh, ska band. It's more right. of like they're kind of like a heavy metal ska band. Sure, um, sure. But uh, they're a lot of fun as well. They do a great Bumblebee tuna theme yeah, song right. <laughs> that's what they're probably most well known for right but, uh, right but just you know a lot of fun stuff yeah and a lot of bouncing and just happy you know good energy yeah. positive energy and yeah. swing that's and, what it, that's what it's all about man like you know i think to really get a a ska band you got to see them live because it's all about just a party and a good time and it's also a lot about ska as far as it's uh political 
quote-unquote political undertones and movement about how bringing groups together and especially when in england when the second wave kind of really right. burned, became big right um with like the specials and yep. uh you know like great that, stuff the, man yeah with the uh, the african and jamaican and island caribbean the, you know the those communities with the you know the white communities there the english white communities whatever you know how the, the original of, skinheads right who are not the racist ones right. but the ones that were a a fighting racism because right. they were fighting the neo-nazis yep. there but yeah so like you know so it's just unity you know so it's about unity and it's about fun yeah and it's just you know a melting pot yeah and uh that's why you know there's a two-tone with a everybody looks good like that right so yeah man. Right. it's a lot of fun that's so, awesome. you know that's, awesome. that's what i'm setting my summer course on be bouncing along down the road i love it i love it man that's awesome yeah, you brought up a band, Operation Ivy, man. I mean, that was a band that, uh, you know, they were, gosh, man, on the the beginning of that third wave. They were the ones that were really, you know, uh, you know, pushing. Of course, that, that's Tim Armstrong from Rancid. His first was it his first band? One of his first bands. Yeah, but, one uh, of the first yeah. For all that stuff, man, from the San Francisco Bay Area at that time, man. I'm such a big fan of all those bands from yeah. from around that time. You know, um, yes, I'm a huge Sam I Am fan. They're not a, they're not a ska band, but uh, a lot of great yeah. great punk bands from that area. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so make your summer if you want to join me. Make it a ska summer, and uh, you know, I love it. Crank up some horns. It's great. So. Wonderful, man. And speaking of horns and dancing and swinging and a lot of fun, our guest today, they are telling stories. I, I'm trying to find a segue here. But. It's great. No, it's great. It's good. <laughs> they've got some, they've got some, they take it, their story takes place in the, in the land of horns and jazz. That's right. We're How's going. That? We're going to New that Orleans. Was, that's right. We're going to New Orleans. Yeah. It took us a long. We took a long way around to get there, but yeah. That's right. And which is another great, fun place to be in the summertime, uh, yep. for sure, man. New Orleans, such a great town, and so it's it's your friend uh, from from uh, your time in the Carolinas, and yep, my uh, friend Aaron and her friend uh, Annie. Yep. And the, so they came on, and and man, just had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with them. Yeah, yeah, it was a great interview, great stories told off and on air, and uh, some really cool stories of spooky stories of high strangeness and all of that in in Boo Orleans. You know, with the, you know, they got the boo because it's spooky. It's boo. So, More stories about New Orleans, man. <laughs> I know, right? Surprisingly, there's stories that come out of weird things happening there. I've never heard it before, but uh. yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, well, hey, Aaron, Annie, thanks for joining us. What's your weird story? As any good story starts, there was a Craigslist listing, and I got kind of like squirrely and weird one night because I I just moved out of my old house and I was like desperately trying to get rid of like unwanted objects and I'm a marketing person so my marketing brain was like how do I make the like headlines captivating so I was like I'm a list of this as haunted <laughs> so haunted flimsy mirror from Target originally purchased for $25 Selling it for sixty. <laughs> Haunted mirror. <laughs> Easiest money I've ever made, but also <laughs> I'm like I'm a little bit sad to be telling this right now because now my secrets out. There, there is my like billion dollar business idea. Putting your marketing secrets out of the bag. Now I feel like an idiot because I thought it was like actually haunted, and I was like, oh my god, Aaron, like, what's the ghost like? Yes, yeah, <laughs> me too. Right? I saw that. I saw the same listing, and I was like, what? Haunted? Whoa! Wait a second. Wait a second here. And I, and, you know, and I sent that sent Aaron a message. And she's like, nah. nah. 
I, you know, or actually, I saw a follow up post is like saying, ah, that's, that's totally bullshit, but I sold it anyway. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was never, you know, definitely have like in my family antiques that we like joke are haunted. Like the guest bedroom, the guest bed at my mom's house gives everyone bad dreams because it's creaky and old. Died in it. So, like, <laughs> any first of all, that's got that sock. <laughs> that's totally on brand for you. Third of all, like this thing that I was trying to sell as a haunted mirror was like something I bought at Target in like 2018, circa like Columbia Heights Target, where they would just like pretend to scan something and be like, "Nah, girl, this didn't scan," and then they just give it to you for free. And like, <laughs> that was my free haunted Target flimsy mirror that was not haunted at all. I had like, but I don't know. Maybe it was. That's fine. It could be. You know, certain people, including myself, are completely uh, ghost blind. Um, (laughs) So it it could be that it was haunted and you just don't know. Like, I've famously, one of our earlier guests, um, she had this apartment in in, uh, Greenville and. she had to leave it. She moved out of it because it was haunted and it was freaking her out. And the and the, the whole it was an old house that had been cut up into like three apartments. All of it was haunted. And so That's she what moved Andy out. is living in right now. That's Sorry. What we're from right now. There you go. <laughs> so like yeah, so like she moved out and then the next person moved in and nothing. Never saw a thing, never heard anything, noticed nothing. And the only reason I know that is because it was me. I moved in because she moved out because it was haunted. I moved in. It was nothing. You're like, this is great real estate. Why'd you leave? (laughs) It was stumbling distance from downtown. So, I mean, you know, and in Greenville, that's prime real estate. Wait, what year was that, BB? Uh, Probably 2002. About 2002. Did you have have a a prolific beard then as you do now? Um, it was, yeah, yeah, I think it was. I think it, uh, I, I started growing my beard out because of, uh, uh, Hurricane Floyd. Was it Floyd? They came through in 99. Oh my God. So you I were was, born with that beard. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we, we got, I was in Greenville and we got stuck without power and water and we didn't have water for like two weeks, so I couldn't shave. And so I just started, I had a bit, I had a goatee at the time, but I started growing it all out because I, I don't like shaving as it's, you know, but also I look really good with a, with a big beard. So ahead of your time. Yeah. So what Aaron was saying is that I actually am living in an old house. It's about a hundred years old. Um, the land it's on is older. And it's chopped up into four apartments plus an attic. You have to say chopped. Chopped. (laughs) Um, And it's next to the cemetery. Oh, wow. (laughs) Awesome. Which was on purpose. So we have lots of extra parking. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Damn. So you've witnessed. One person died in here, but not here. You've witnessed these ghosts? Not here. Um, okay. I don't. I don't think this house is haunted. But Aaron and I also disagree about whether we saw ghosts in New Orleans. Uh, I say okay. yes. Uh, Aaron says no. I had ghost vibes. Aaron says. Aaron says ghost TBD. <laughs> <laughs> ghost TBD. Like hashtag ghost TBD. <laughs> I left and I called like my most Catholic grandmother and like told her all about it. And she was thrilled. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> All right, so that leads us into the uh, the story that you do have the 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 larger story. So it's a nice natural segue there. Um, so yeah, so tell us this this haunted tale or not? Okay, I'll start. Yeah, I don't know where you want to start this because this whole weekend was creepy. <laughs> well, I, that's actually a good place to start. The whole weekend was creepy, but. <laughs> Um, I'm down in New Orleans with my girlfriend, Annie. We've been friends, like, since sophomore year of college. So that's, like, a gajillion decades for me. And um, our other friend, Len. And 
Um, it was like a 30th birthday, post-breakup, cheap flight. Like, everyone wanted to get out of town. Well, some people were ready flight. to party. <laughs> yeah, everyone's life was kind of shit. So we were like, let's go to New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> it was the perfect storm. <laughs> the perfect storm. Um, you get a cute little Airbnb. Yeah, like, what year? It was like two years ago. It was right before my 30th birthday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Pre-coronavirus world. We flew on planes. Wow. We went yeah. across state lines. Pre-corona. I ate red beans and rice out of someone's truck. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to talk about I'm guessing that's a food again. truck, by the way, not no, just some it, random It was person. like a van. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Annie. Annie was like, "Let's go hang out with these guys in the back of this van that they're <laughs> checking out of." And I was like, "Yeah, Nola, Yellow, let's go hang out in the back of the chicken van." <laughs> so, yeah, we go into this weekend kind of being like, "I know I went specifically because I'd never been to New Orleans before," and I was like, "I want to go on a ghost tour." I want to go to a cemetery. I want to see some fucking ghosts. Can we curse? And yes. we also want yes. to okay. see, like, absolutely. <laughs> we also want to do like magic voodoo, like Marie Laveau, like the, yeah. the premier witchery. Yeah. I think we were like, we all wanted to go to a magic bookstore, and we were like, where would we find one of those in right. the sixty to a hundred dollar flight range? Yeah, and not New York. You know. So in in one of our first nights of going out in New Orleans, like we like went and we like listened to the awesome music and like we drank like all of the cocktails and like whatever and like we're both girls that we're all girls that know how to like handle ourselves in clubs. <laughs> there was a certain amount of like hungoverness that precipitated that really great jazz dance. Let's wear five-inch platform heels and pretend it doesn't affect us at age thirty. I did not do that. I wore Birkenstocks. <laughs> like, you're the smart one of us. Oh. Not really. My feet got really dirty. Yeah, I thought with like five-inch platform heels, I'd be like protected from the slime, and then they broke, and that's a whole other. <laughs> so we go, we go out. We wake up the next day. We're like, we need to get all our tourist stuff in. Because we're hungover and we're only there for the weekend. And we're like, we're going to go do some touristy stuff. Because at our core, like, we're nerds. Like, we might be, like, cool party girl, whatever. But, like, I was going to be pissed if we didn't go to a I wanted to go to a historic site. <laughs> historic. Could have gone yeah. on more tours and I would have been. That's static. our core. <laughs> <laughs> the party girl, like is an afterthought the, like we want to see sure. like very good architecture and do like creepy like historic tours of like voodoo witcheries and we were staying in this really scary it wasn't i mean it wasn't scary that's not correct it was an airbnb that was a. Uh, it was like a shotgun duplex and we had half of it and it had all sorts of like creepy architecture features like uh every room ran into the other and they had like leaded glass windows that like slid open and closed by the doors it was really cool cool and i think that's what led into us pranking each other so so the first night before we go out um we're divvying up the beds there's like a normal bed which aaron gets and there's two creepy twin beds of which i can only compare them to like a child's orphanage size they were like rickety and they were like metal and they just like they were not like human adult size so lynn and i are sleeping in those and we're getting ready to lay down and i'm like lynn do you feel little kid fingers on your feet (laughs) (laughs) ghost children um lynn was like no annie don't be dumb and then Aaron was like, I feel them in the bed with me. And then we kept doing that like all weekend just to kind of like scare each other and just like be, you know, a little bit jerks because we were all like in the same bedroom area and just like, you know. Sure. Little did Annie know in the middle of the night, I stuck my cold paws up against her toes and was like, I am the ultimate ghost child. <laughs> <laughs> I was the next 
Did I even wake up? In a, in a shotgun style house. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it ultra creepy. Yeah, nowhere to hide. <laughs> anyway, okay. So we have this like intensely like amazing night out in, in New Orleans. And then the next morning we were all feeling a little worse for the weather. And um, all I remember of this is like we wanted desperately to go on like a cemetery tour. Um, Lynn highly recommended as like a hangover beverage to do like a pint glass full of like seltzer water with like oh. an abnormal amount of aromatic bitters. It's changed oh. my life. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, like it's so good. It's like weird licorice soda. Wow. It's just. Huh. Like no, it's delicious. You say it like that. <laughs> but, we were all dying because it was somehow still like 104 degrees out. Yeah. If it's 104 <laughs> degrees out and your soul is desiccating and you need a hangover pickup beverage, I do highly recommend like shredded ice with like club soda and then um, aromatic bitters, like whatever. Okay. So anyway. Alter scene, we're like touring um, the famous graveyard in New Orleans with like our aromatic bitter club soda hangover cure concoctions. And we like, blah, 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 there's a very entertaining tour host and he makes all the tasteful jokes. And like, I don't know why he has a British accent he definitely didn't. <laughs> it was great. New Orleans. <laughs> and. <laughs> Um, like, anyway, we end up at Marie Laveau's tomb, and we all three made a wish, and did not all three of our wishes come true? Go, Danny. Oh, they did. They did. <laughs> so you remember this differently than me. Like, I remember going to the tomb and doing, like, the knocking thing. They, they're yeah. like, you can't write on the tomb anymore because it's, like, bad vibes. But you're supposed to, like knock on it, turn around three times, and then, like, say what you want your wish to be. Mm. Yeah, the so, turn around three times, yeah. So I remember doing that, and I remember taking a lot of pictures of you and Lynn doing that. Um, but I also remember later we went to the Marie Laveau Museum, and they had, like, a legit, like, an area where you could leave offerings and um, write your little wish on them. Wow. So I remember us doing that there and making our... That, you know, no... That's you're right. So okay. like, and that you like write it in there, dump all your change into this like dead tree stump covered in like jewels, and it was really cool. Um, so we all three do our wishes, and I think Erin, you wished for like professional success or something. Like you wanted a job thing. Uh uh-uh. uh No. <laughs> Am I remembering that wrong? Lynn wanted I, to know the scheme about the relationship. I drew the biggest happiest creepiest smiley face that i could derive from my brain on a little piece of paper and i was just like and and then i wrote i wish we're happy and that's like it sounds like the most like serial killer wish ever but like i wish we're happy oh my god i think the sound just went out then no, no, you're good Oh. That's a good wish. Yeah, we got I think I, I think I wished for something like that. I was just like getting out of a bad relationship and like freaking out about my birthday and like all these like end of your twenties kind of like crisis drama that like seems so silly now. But like at the time, I was like really looking for direction, whatever. Um, so that's kind of what I put in. And then our friend Lynn asked for like some clarity in her relationship. She'd been with this partner for a couple of years, and they were trying to decide if they were going to um, do immigration stuff so her partner could stay in the country, and she was, like, real torn up about that. And they're happy. married! They're married now, so they're happy. All right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, she they- she got to marry, like, her, like, dream girl, and, like, all the other stuff worked out. Anyway, so, like, Maria Did we do that? Three, three Fuji Bishops playing with the dark arts. Yeah. So we do this, we leave the graveyard and I think we went to the we went to this the the museum after because we were like, I have to know more. And I love a gift shop. I was like, I want an, I want a mug. <laughs> I want a mug with her face on it. <laughs> 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 um and then we decided uh we 
y'all, the two people on this trip with me were somebody from D.C. and a New Yorker, so they wanted to walk everywhere. Yeah. We, no joke, walked like 30 miles a day. It was horrifying. Yeah. I've never been so sweaty in my life. I did not bring... Honestly, we now can say we can have one of those, like, marathon stickers on our car because we watched two marathons in a row. (laughs) (laughs) But we were drinking the whole time because... Because, honestly, I I think me and Lynn were trying to outwalk each other. We were like... (laughs) How city are you? <laughs> I was like, this is DC. Let's I go. I was like, can we take a lift to this bar? I'm sweaty. My feet are sweaty. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, no, it's only like six and a half miles. We're fine. <laughs> I'm like not sidewalks, like in the road. Hey, Barry, do you know what's coming up? I think something pretty special, right? I kind of think it's pretty special. Very soon, our 100th episode. Wow. That's right, Weirdsville. 100 episodes of the What's Your Weird Story podcast. 100 regular episodes have come out, and we want to hear from you. If you would like to call into the hotline and wish us a happy 100 episodes, just say something in your message or whatever, you know, tell us how we're doing or whatever, we ask you to please do that, and we will include it in the show. That hotline is 513-909-9821. That's 513-909-9821. I forgot to do it in the radio voice the first time. So what I remember as being the spookiest part of this trip is that we decided to go to the park, which is, I think, um, is it like Louis V. Armstrong or something like that? It's, um... It's a really old park. It's about as old as the city of New Orleans was, was incorporated. And it used to be where enslaved people would get, you know, the Sunday afternoon off and you could go have your religious practices. Um, so now in kind of like the current value, it's like voodoo tourist land. I was like, I want to see some people draw some cool shit. I wanted to see some dances. I wanted to... I wanted to see some chickens get maybe not their heads cut off but i was like i was hoping there would be like some some chicken accessories in there i wanted to like so now that we had like spent all day like hearing about it and going to the museum i was like i want to see it in real life um, so we go we go to this park and we're walking around and we see kind of like um it's kind of more of like a performance piece than anything else but there's like a live band yeah. and a bunch of partners and they're kind of doing some sort of, like, huckster, like, give-me-money kind of vibe. I gave everyone I saw who was busking in New Orleans money, and everyone on the trip told me I was dumb, but I was like, if they're good, it's unethical to not give them money. (laughs) I was like, I'm not leaving this town first. Um, So, walking around this park, um, and creepy shit starts to happen. Erin, do you remember this? Okay, can I pick up on the creepy shit part? Yeah. Uh-huh. Did my video rejoin the video? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, so, I, I will pick up on what I remember, like, the post-busking part, because, the, like, this, like, post-busking part, like, the reason I got super over it super fast is, like, someone started getting, like, really aggro with us, and we'd given them $5, and they were like, no more! And I was, again, I don't know why I went to the British accent, but, like, they were like, give us more! You've been watching us! And I was like, okay, we've been watching for two minutes, we're gonna give you $5, it's better money than, you know, like, that's pretty good, I don't know, like, we're just, we're just trying to pass and go, and and they got super aggro with us and, like, started, like, confronting us and, like, doing, like, the thing. And, like, <laughs> so we were super... You can't see the dance move, but it was really good. Yes, yes. <laughs> that one. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, like, if anyone ever wants to fight me, doing it via dance is the way to do it. Crumping Crump- would be the way to do it. <laughs> Although that, I think that was some classic uh, 1989 Rhythm Nation Janet Jackson moves going on right there. So, 
I could be. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They're trying to front. It was a lot of these like. Four- yeah. At that point, all of the stories that people had told us when we all three to our individual social groups were like, we're going to go to New Orleans and we're going to go like as three girls and like walk around. And like, they were all like, New Orleans is so dangerous. And like, you will definitely get kidnapped. And we were all like, pshaw, we're adults. (laughs) 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 We are streetwise city slickers. I'm not, but like, you guys were like, it's fine. I I also. Like, I want to, like, include, like, a slight description of Lynn, who is, like, our other friend on this trip. Lynn She's actually like, from North Carolina, too. Lynn is from uh, um, Kenston, I want to say. Some of us. Yeah, way. No, I thought she was from Virginia. Or, like, she no. was, like, a deep. Nah, girl. <laughs> Lynn, like, I, I'm just going to flat out just level this. Like, Lynn is, like, the coolest. She, like, used to be... Like an MTV or uh, MTV producer, she's married to the girl of her dreams. She has she actually has, like, worked on ghost, has worked on ghost hunting shows. So oh, we wow. like, All right. <laughs> actually, yeah. I don't think she did it until after this trip. But now I'm like, tell me all the secrets, and she's like, it's a lot of video of dolls not moving, and I was like. Illusion, <laughs> illusion shattered. <laughs> yeah, I, I've always I. Suspected. <laughs> certain yeah. ones for sure. Yeah. You know, well, it's certainly they're played up for television for drama effect, you know, but still. I mean I wanted, they're they're entertaining. Ghost bros, especially Zach. Ghost Baggins, Brothers oh, is God. my favorite. Those guys are oh, so entertaining because I unironically of, love them and would love to meet them in person. Wait, <laughs> is that the yeah. one you've been texting me about? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Because I love the concept. I love their practice. I love uh, all three of them are fly gentlemen from Atlanta. Everybody looks fresh. Everybody has good outfits. <laughs> They're all their uh, their fresh tap out shirts and uh, and uh, everything. Yeah, no, they're they're they have fresh tap out shirts. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, it goes, so much more endearing somehow. Yeah, no, it, it, they're like they, that's. I mean, they're bros. You know, they're like they deserve to blow up. They're amazing. They're, and they yeah. uh, they are very much into putting on costumes and like. Uh, Provoking the ghosts? It's yes. great. Yeah, they're they're big time into provoking ghosts, which, you know, <laughs> is not what I get. Even though I'm ghost blind, I still would not do. <laughs> um, Adam, I still want to, I at some point want to dive into how you're ghost blind, but I get the sense that we're making Barry's editing job very difficult here. So <laughs> I want to jump right into like. Oh yeah, spooky shit. The reason we're here. The reason. We're here. <laughs> because look, this is what it's like. This is just set up. It's all, but look, that's what it's like. This story, it's a, This is about just people talking and telling stories oh, and, no. and having a good time. So Aaron's it's, out of wine. It's a, It's. <clears throat> there's not okay, a whole good. lot of editing, honestly. Yeah. We. Uh, we, we like it <laughs> to okay, be. Honey. Girl, did you we start like that wine bottle at the beginning of this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you. Okay. Here's how good a friend Erin is. When I arrived in New Orleans, she greeted me at the front door of our Airbnb with potato chips and an open bottle of wine with a glass already poured for me. Perfect. That's a good friend. Really? Yeah, you did. My heart like (laughs) my heart exploded. I was like, this Uh woman is nicer to me than like my ex boyfriend who I just broken up with in seven years. Yeah. I want you to know that everyone should always greet you for with like snacks and a beverage. For real. And that is like a southern like value that like no one should ever not do. We also had a potato chip tasting night on this trip. (laughs) We got every kind of chip there was at the convenience store and there were like nine hundred kinds of Zappos. I was so happy. (laughs) It's like the flavor. Voodoo Zappos, the like New Orleans kettle style Zappos, the Gator Tater New Orleans. <laughs> it was such a good day. <laughs> okay. We we did some really good eating in New Orleans, but to the topic at camp at hand. Our most, our most haunting haunting. 
the ghost children. This wasn't too scary because it was during the day. Well, no, that's what made it more scarier. That you you thought this was scarier because it was during the day. Oh, anyway, fucking Lily. We're three hungover ladies walking through the park, and we're like, "Look at this mountain. These trees are great." And we were low key trying to find like some more something else to go look at because these like the New Orleans people had chased us away because we weren't tipping enough. Um, <laughs> and I was like, "That's fair." <laughs> <laughs> so we're walking around and there's like a beautiful statue and there's like a big lake that we're like really hot and nasty so we're like we'll walk close to the lake and maybe be like slightly less sweaty um, Wait, can, can I jump in at like where there's the couple oh yeah okay I'm not trying to interrupt you Annie I just I want to make sure that like all of the we should have something. Parts of the haunting are there. We should have storyboarded this first because some <laughs> things I remember more than uh, some things I remember more than others. Well, I'm going to start with the like couple that were dressed as clowns that were playing strange instruments near the side oh, of yeah. in the park, and they were like. Wah, 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 wah. So we had seen so many weird things in New Orleans that we kind of, everything in this story, we kind of just accepted as like more weird performance art, which has gotten both of us into trouble before, but like never in such a concentrated period that there were so many weird things, people, circumstances, encounters in this one park. Um, and there was creepy music the whole time, which was the best part. <laughs> That's the key part. Is yeah, talk about, talk about the scary music, because these guys were playing instruments, but like I don't remember their instruments being what we heard. That's when it started, though. It's like uh, They had like a just, trumpet or something, and this was like a hurdy-gurdy. It was, it was no hurdy-gurdy. It was a hurdy-gurdy. But, like... There were distinct sounds within the hurdy gurdy that started right there, and it was like trumpet sounds, sounds, sounds. So, like, all of that together was like a haunting melody that started then. When we saw that couple by the lake. We're, we're walking around this big park. There's a lake in the center. It's maybe like, it's not even a quarter of a mile square. It's pretty small. Um, so we're walking around this lake and it's like beautifully landscape architected. And it's got like, you know, hills and shit you can hang out on. So we're walking, we walk past these instrument people and I'm like, man, we're seeing so much music for free. Like, I'm thrilled because I'm like, sweet, we didn't have to buy a ticket. And then it chase us asking for tips. <laughs> and we keep walking, we keep walking and we keep hearing this music, but it kind of sounds like it's like, it sounds like it's coming out of someone's like pocket or brag or something. Like, it sounds like it, it's it right on top increasingly of metallic intense. Yeah. Like, it goes from like a pleasant trombone outside, like you know, New Orleans riceroni flavor, you know, whatever. And it goes, it starts sound. Yeah, I can only I thought I remember it sounding like a hurdy gurdy, but kind of like made of really like made completely of metal, like wow. some kind of nightmare instrument. <laughs> wow. A nightmare instrument. And we kept seeing more weird shit in that park. And we couldn't get out of the park. We couldn't, we couldn't find the exit to the park. We kept walking around these buildings, and the path would just end. And then you would be, like, up against, like, a falling down building. And this is, like, in the middle of New Orleans. Like, the French Quarter is, like, off to the right. And cemeteries are also close. Like, we walked. We didn't take any cars anywhere. So this is, yeah. like, a beautiful, gorgeous, sunny, blue sky, green grass day. And then, I want to talk about the white lady. What about the gray man? I don't remember the gray man. I remember a white lady. And I thought she was gray. No. And he dipped his jug in the basin. <gasps> oh my god, that was so fucking scary. So we're walking around these buildings that we're probably not supposed to be in, but we're like, where the fuck is the door? Maybe it's by these buildings. Like, maybe there's a fence here. And... We're walking, we're following this, like, it's not really a path, but it's, like, an artificial lake, so we're, like, it has to end somewhere, and we come around this corner, and this guy comes out of one of these falling-out buildings, and at first we're like, oh, maybe he works here, but he is not wearing, like, a park service 
outfit or anything that would look like a uniform. He is wearing like raggedy clothes. Like he is wearing clothes. He is wearing clothes that look like they have been around and on his body for like years. They're just like greasy and kind of like, they look like that you like the folds have crud in them. And he comes out, and he's got, like, a wooden-ass bucket. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, New Orleans is weird. Is this another fucking actor? And he comes out, and he's, like, <laughs> dipping water in this lake. And I kind of wanted to be like, dude, there's chemicals in there. And he looks at us, and he doesn't say anything. And we're clearly, like, lost, weird, wearing funky outfits, not from here. <laughs> and he just, like, looks at us, and he just, like, turns around and walks away and doesn't say anything. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. So... I did no, not that, that was the great <laughs> He was just a jerk. <laughs> that was the great guy. That was the great guy. Do you remember the white lady? I'm, I'm going to add one more comment about the okay. great guy. One more comment about him. Is that... Amy, you said he was carrying like a, a wood bucket. I thought he had a wood bucket, yeah. In my memory... He was carrying one of, like, those yellow jugs that you see in, like, Africa doesn't have water, and they have to walk. Jug? No, no, no. It's a big plastic jug. Oh, I don't remember it being plastic. You? No, because I was like, he must work here. And then I was like, why does he have only olden timey shit on him? What a fucking weirdo. Well, and then I was I, like, why would I judge? I like also am wearing a costume. Here. I, <laughs> well, Annie was wearing like a very, very, very good outfit on this day. Great outfit. <laughs> Annie, like, in my, this is, I'm so glad you're here because like, this is crazy because in my memory, he was wearing. When I heard you were carrying, I was like, like completely different memories of this. I think I think we can understand why you know you both were drinking all day. You were in New Orleans. No, no, we weren't drinking that. all day. <laughs> That's the thing. Is we were completely sober at this. We were point. getting ready to drink. Actually, I think at some point we had been like, we can go to. We wanted to go to this bar, and I was like, we'll cut through this park. Like, we were like, this logic sort of makes sense. And I was very tired, and I did not want to walk anymore. Because I had already walked anyway, for two days. There was the gray man who was mysteriously like like scooping up water from like this like non drinkable source of water in this park, and then he didn't after yell at us. This park. That's where the story continues. This is like yeah. the, the haunting of the hauntingness. <laughs> We all so leave, leaving. I was taking pictures the whole time. My pictures actually turned out great. Um, I don't know if you are of the orbs or ghosts kind of vibe, but I did get like some amazing sun flares and lens flares out of those pictures. Oh, cool. um, they looked great. I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. So I was taking pictures the whole time and just kind of like looking out for cool things because I was like, we're going near the French Quarter. I had like a list of. I'm a loser, so I had a list of houses that I wanted us to go see. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> I was like, I want to take pictures here and here. I want to go to Trent Reznor's house. I want to go to uh, the house for American Horror Story. I like had a whole list. Um, so we're walking around. I have my camera out, and um, we're talking about how much we love New Orleans's like open container laws. We're like, this is so civilized. I love that I don't have to chug my drink when I leave the bar. We can just walk away, and then it's like you're also hydrating. Um, <laughs> And I'm shooting, so I'm like, I'm like against, I'm closest to the street and Lynn is like walking along, along the edge of the lake and Aaron is like maybe somewhere behind us and I'm shooting Lynn like with the water falling behind her and it's like beautiful, there's a fountain and shit. And um, I see this lady walking around with no shoes on and I'm like, oh my God, that's so chill. Like, I was like, man, she's, like, really confident. She knows where she's going. And she had on this, like, long white dress. I was like, what a great maxi dress. But it definitely, like, was long and flowy and shit. And she had a big glass in her hand, like a rocks glass. And then she had a white dog with her. And they were just, like, all walking in, like, sync and unison. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's so cool. Like, I want a dog that will, like, walk beside me without a leash and, like, not run away. And I want to, like, carry my rocks glass and walk bare foot through parks <laughs> and <laughs> I remember C 
seeing her and like they were on the other side of the water behind like Aaron and Lynn and I was like man that dog is so cool um but I don't I think everyone else was kind of like having their own weird park journey so I don't even know if they saw her um but when I put it all together I was kind of like a this is a park but it's like not really like a, a park that is clean and doesn't have you know trash and glass in it so I was like who would walk barefoot through this like no one's that weird um and her dog never moved without her so I was also like okay that's a little weird and the fact that they all were kind of like the lady was the lady was white her dress was white her hair was blonde and like the dog was white too so that was my like lady in white experience in this park which is kind of cool not a classic lady in white but like kind of more like a kind of more like a lifestyle to emulate if you was real. Yeah, well, that's still, I mean, that seems like it could be something supernatural. It could be something, I mean, certainly out of the ordinary. If it wasn't supernatural, then it was a really weird lady that I wish I had gone up and talked to. (laughs) (laughs) The shit. (laughs) Like in the middle of a Tuesday, so I'm like, maybe it was somebody really weird and rich from the French Quarter, just like wondering what they're drinking their dog. I don't know. Yeah. It could be. I mean, New Orleans is yeah, full I kind of, of characters. Yeah. So, so. Much of, so much of this trip I didn't really think was, like, spooky or creepy until I started talking to Aaron and Lynn and being like, hey, something kind of weird happened. Do you remember this? What do you remember about it? Because I just kind of went down there assuming everyone was going to be, like, in an Anne Rice novel and, like, weird. <laughs> wearing a costume, you know, (laughs) and I mean, I was kind of proven right, but we also, a lot of really weird stuff that I've only ever heard in like quote unquote haunted places. Um, In this park in particular, I kind of felt we kept getting lost, right? So for Mm -hmm. some of this is like coming to a new city lost, but some of it was like spatial disorientation lost, Mm -hmm. um, which is something that, a lot of my family is kind of hainty, like, uh, okay. like we're, we're Irish, so, so we're like, we call each other when we have dreams about things. <laughs> right, right. Um, so one of the things that struck me the most about everywhere we went in New Orleans was that I kept feeling kind of like seasick or a little like disoriented, like kind of like my inner ear was off. And like now that I've kind of done haunted kind of things with more intention, I've come to recognize, like, like, that's the spooky vibe. That's the spooky feeling. When I feel that, like, when the air is so, like, tense and close, like, that's kind of, like, what I affiliate with something I can't see, but I can feel. That's Um, really cool. Interesting. Yeah. Um, And that park, that park was a big one. Um, The way you guys have described it, it does seem like that, again, that could be something, I mean, you're in New Orleans, which is full of just all sorts of weird energies and all sorts of, you know, weird and interesting people. And, you know, just going there is an adventure, you know, I mean, we all know that just culturally around the world, everybody knows that new Orleans is this weird, spooky, fun, crazy place, you know? Um, it's, but like, it seems like that particular park, it seems like there is some possibly something magical, that maybe you were seeing things that were just not necessarily what they appear to be on the surface, but who knows? Yeah. I, I went to New Orleans expecting like haunted mansion style mm-hmm. spooky hijinks. And it ended up being like, like not, I'm not like one, of, like one of the experiences in my life that I look at and I'm like, okay, you can't perceive everything. Science has limitations and what we can measure and organize. Mm-hmm. It's always been like this can we look at our perception between individuals, like between me and Aaron or between me and Lynn and say, we don't know what we saw, but we saw something or we felt right. something. Right. Um, so Aaron, do you want to talk about how we started getting creeped out by this music that none of us thought we could hear? So we left the park cause we were trying to escape the sound and we ended up in all over, like all over New Orleans, like, we went to the Garden District. We were looking at houses. It was around Halloween time. Like, oh, my God. We saw the best haunted houses. And we were all over the town, and we just kept on hearing the same tune. It's kind of like when you get a song stuck in your head, but it happened for three different people, and uh, we all were like... And 
as as we kept walking, we would be like, "Oh, that ice cream truck has shitty music." I kept on using it. Like I, mean, I kept on like I just thought I was singing something, or like, but then Lynn would bring it up, and like then you would bring it up, and then like we were all trying to be really cool about it, but it was following <laughs> us. All You're cool enough, the ghost won't get you. <laughs> well, like, and and it would fade away. Like we, I, Annie, like you mentioned earlier, like we walked like twenty six miles that day. It was insane. All right, so we kept on hearing it all around New Orleans, like the same, like haunting metallic tune, like. It was like a hurdy gurdy and a synthesizer had a really cool baby. <laughs> I would listen to the shit out of that. It was really like at the time it was really creepy because um, we kept walking and it kept like at one point we were trying to like hoof it and like get away from the park because we were like maybe it's just some some weirdo in the park um, and it stayed the same distance from us. So we were like no. After a while, we just kind of, like, rolled with it, and we were like, if this is something scary happening, like, at least there's three of us. Like, nobody can really discount, like, one person who, like, you know, is susceptible to impulses and stuff. I was like, at least my friends are just as creeped out as I am. That's yeah. what I was the most happy about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I was back in D.C., like, a month later, and I heard the same hurdy-gurdy tune, and I realized that's just, like, the generic humdrum of an ice cream truck and like that explains why it followed us around New Orleans and it was like fading in and out and, like that's the end of the story <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's kind of our whole story um, cool. we had some more creepy stuff happen to us but nothing with like as much of a narrative as that one and I think I went down I went on this trip being like I'm the spookiest one by that meaning I wanted to go on the most ghost tours right and then Aaron was like media and then our third friend like ghosts aren't real <laughs> <laughs> and then we left kind of all being pretty not like not really like definitely discomforted and kind of feeling like we had had some sort of weird experience that we couldn't really explain um Lynn and I were there for an extra day and we went to a couple other places. We ended up going to our magic bookstore, which was amazing. Um, and it had this big shrine outside and it was a shrine to like, um, I can't remember, but it's, um, it's the, it's the voodoo and equivalent to like uh, Mary star of the sea, which is like the Virgin Mary. And it was like this giant, cool, like art piece that was like driftwood and like, things from the ocean and when we left i was like did you feel that church feeling which by that i mean kind of like tight and just like the the kind of like the atmosphere and like the closeness that we felt walking around that park which is like a weird fucking thing to feel outside yeah. and like we were in an we were in a warehouse so it's kind of like what is this why does it feel like we're in a closet um so and we left and we were like, yeah, that was weird. That was like the creepiest Catholic church I've ever been in. But it was not a Catholic church. It was. A well, you, you know what's wild is uh, when I was down there a couple of years ago. I took my family down there and we went to the same cemetery that you went to. And there's that Catholic church that's across the street. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever yeah, noticed it. So. But we had to take and it, we could have got bamboozled. I don't know, but but we were told that we had to get we had to hire or pay someone. Uh, to uh, take you in to the cemetery. To yeah. Get and so anyway, this this really nice lady uh, came out, and she actually worked for the church, and um, she gave us the tour. But she was really she she was Catholic, and she was telling us like she's like you know here in New Orleans, like it's not weird to be Catholic and still understand that voodoo is a thing and it's not a bad thing you know what i mean yeah so there's that there's that thing where in new orleans where it's a real cultural melting pot and yeah. uh so i don't know it's just for anyone that's never gone to new orleans you gotta go because it's such an interesting place and it is very steeped and it's heavy there's parts of it where you're just like 
you could just feel the history there, you know, yeah. and the denseness like you were talking about, you know, even outside, like in that cemetery, man, it was just like so strange, man. It's just like all these hundreds of years of, of, of bodies and, and memories and, you know, um, and then you got Nicolas Cage's pyramid there in the center. Oh my god, it's so great! <laughs> I saw that and I was like, "That's a great use of your million dollars, man!" I know, like, <laughs> man, it's so great. <laughs> I see like luxury cars, and I'm like, eh. but I saw this and I was like, "That's amazing." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think I think how New Orleans operates is you can't go in the cemeteries unless you have like some sort of like it's like from the city that you're like not going there to chisel pieces off the grave yeah, or whatever exactly you have to be supervised yeah because they're getting a lot of vandalism yeah. yeah that's probably good because of so many historical yeah, yeah. vandalism so yeah. yeah they told us all the stories about um what's the biker movie where they do drugs and they go chill in the cemetery it's the um it's, blacktop yeah it's with um um god dang it man dennis hopper it's got a beach boy in it um dennis, is beach it boy is it uh oh my gosh man it's on the tip of my tongue <laughs> yeah it's 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 are you talking about easy Rider? easy rider yes. easy rider they go to and they they have sex in the cemetery and it's like oh, okay. yeah there was a whole another trajectory of this trip we could have taken if we were like into satanists <laughs> <laughs> right. Which, like, I'm from, like, the North Carolina punk scenes. So I was kind of like, that could be cool. Yeah. Like, Hell yeah. <laughs> we yeah. didn't have enough time. There's so much cool stuff to look at. Yeah. Which, honestly, like, I went, um, Aaron and I met in Wilmington, which is, like, a big tourist city. Um, but all the townies are kind of, like, mean to the tourists there. Yeah. New Orleans, everybody was, like, really nice. And everybody was like, oh, you're from somewhere else. Where are you from? Here's where the good shit is. Here's the good drugstore. Like, yeah. here's where to go get good gumbo. Like, here's yeah. where the liquor is, like, 10 cents less. It's like, everybody yeah. was really friendly. And nobody told a lot of people our good story. And they were like, yeah, man, here's my ghost story. Like, everybody had another right. ghost story I'm to sure. bring the table. It was... Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, we've sure. Uh, we've we've had some friends who are uh, there in New Orleans currently, and man, they've got so many ghost stories and weird stories of all kinds yeah. from because they, they've lived they lived there, then they moved left for a while, and then they've gone back, and they just have uh, Chad and Alta. They just have a life full of high strangeness. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's really cool. So yeah. I've, so now that's kind of I like uh, meet you at a bar opener. I'm like, what's your ghost story? What's your <laughs> yeah. tell me your paranormal encounter? Right. But I will say, like New Orleans people are like right on. People will tell you it right after they tell you their name. You're yeah, like, we're yeah. staying in this part of town, and they're like, I saw a ghost of a horse and carriage. And nobody had their heads. When wow. I was waiting for a taxi. Like people are just so chill about it, and it's sure. kind of nice. Like, sure. Yeah. I've been to a lot of cities, and I always kind of. I always kind of do a ghost tour just because, like, they're mm-hmm. usually pretty fun, get yep. you oriented in the space. Yeah. Um, but New Orleans people are just like, let it all hang out with their paintiness. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's awesome, That's man. awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you guys. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Cool. And thanks uh, for listening to our weird story. Say, Barry. Yeah. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Yeah. That's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. Were you his model? Uh, not quite. Well, you know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being in a model in art school. But it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe you're a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual jobs, crime scene photographer, maybe you worked at an adult educational film set. 
if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. Be part of the community of Weirdsville. How big the shows in New Orleans, you think, when the Voodoo Glow Skulls would come to town and play? Do you ever Dude. listen? Do you ever listen to them? They're great, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, they're great. I and I, I got the. I was privileged to be able to tour with those guys. It's great. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. It's great, dude. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. Any, any kind of uh, spooky band that would go down there would definitely, you know, draw yeah. out. Yeah. Because, you yeah. know, and uh, New Orleans is it's it's one of those because you know it's got tons of goths. Yeah. And I'm talking old school goth. You know, yes. I'm talking about you know people who are you know witches and wiccans and and people who are you know claim to be vampires or in their mind vampires. You know that dress like, yeah. You know they come from the uh, you know the yes. turn of the century. You yep. know they're not like uh, you know like the ones the, they're not like you know quote unquote emo kids. Which uh, even if that's a bad term because everybody brings up the wrong kind of the idea. They ears. don't have the right. you know yeah yes. goth and emo are kind of like these genres and, and scenes that have been incorporated into describing but groups that they're not really applicable to. Right. Uh, but that's a whole other yeah. discussion yeah, for yeah. another podcast. That could be an hour-long discussion there. <laughs> no, but that's right. But, you know, it is something like with the voodoo and the thing in New Orleans that draws people there, and we've talked before about the culture there, just the uh, spirituality that goes on there. Um, you know, and 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 Aaron and, and Annie were talking about their trip to the graveyard where Marie LeBeau lives. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, she doesn't live, but you know, I'm sorry. Well, her <laughs> her remains or whatever's left well, of her. Maybe she does live, dude. I, it's creepy. It's a creepy place. I we got to see it, and it was really. It's funny because they have a tomb that people thought that she was in, mm-hmm. and then but they kind of it was a dummy tomb to get people to not destroy her tomb as it were you know right. so but it's it's just so fascinating man it's just a, such a weird it's a weird cultural thing that like unless you haven't you know experienced it you got to go to new orleans man you got to just get in there and, and see for yourself because it's such a cool experience to go to those areas and and uh and check them out yeah i've only been once and that was just like a couple of months before Hurricane Floyd came in, and uh, I didn't really have the uh, the full experience because I was with the the band touring. Yeah. So we, you know, we got there because we I think we drove from like Jacksonville, Florida, or something. Yeah. Easy, long way. Yep. To get there, you yep. know. So we got there, and it was already in the you know in the evening, and it was just. You know, just hot as balls, yep. and it's muggy. And we played a, a show in somebody's garage, which yep. is just you know a uh, just you know like an oven, yes. you know. And uh, then we went to this. Um, afterwards, we uh, went to a bar down the street from where uh, the show was, and, and it was one of those bars that basically you know doesn't close. So we were there very late. Yeah, and I ended up. At seven o'clock in the morning, is this or six in the morning? As the sun's coming up, laying the back of some guy's <laughs> truck going down the highway. Yeah, um, and Sam, our lead singer, in the front talking to that guy. I don't know. I got somehow. I I think I just accepted the back that I would get in the back of the truck because I was also holding a large, you know, like uh, you know, catering table sized yeah. uh, tin of macaroni and cheese there making you, sure that didn't fly out while we're going down so. well listen if your first trip to new orleans doesn't end in that way you're not doing it right man you know yeah. i mean <laughs> that's the way I, you do it as a young bourbon guy street. yeah i miss bourbon street i miss you know the i miss a lot of that stuff right but i, I did have that experience so right. and then apparently in the next in the next morning um the guy that uh whose house apartment we crashed at we, Sam and I went to his place because he had AC, and that was the whole thing. And it was like 15, 20 minutes away from where we played. Everybody else stayed at the unair-conditioned house, and, you know, hey, they didn't sleep well. Um, I slept like a rock so much that when the guy had a like an exterminator come in 
in the, in the morning to spray. Um, they couldn't move me. So, like, the guy had to spray around me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just out cold. So. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's great. But the point being is that everyone's got crazy stories when they go to New Orleans. It's just, yes. it's just the way that it goes. And, you know, no exception to Aaron and Annie. They had a... You know, again, and they even talked about it in the episode about how everyone in New Orleans that lives there has these uh, these stories, mm-hmm. and they're not. It's not uncommon. And not when you start talking to people around there, and they tell you their crazy stories, everyone's got one. You yeah. know. Well, hey, Aaron. Uh, good talking to you and Annie. Thank you once again for joining us. Without Annie was an, a last minute add on. Uh, by the way, she, Aaron, we were getting ready to talk to Aaron and we had to delay for a few minutes because I think Barry had an update and, uh, for his computer. We always have the updates before we have to do the interviews with like clockwork. Yes, that happens. that's for sure. But Aaron said, Hey, can my friend Annie join in? She was on, you know, the trip with me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was great. So we had her and just, it was just a great compliment. It was awesome. To have. Her along and her share her experiences as well, and she yeah. really knocked it out of the park as well. So, thank you both for joining us. That was a lot of fun, and we were in a lot of laughs. And uh, just you know, it's nice to meet Annie and uh, good, like I said, good catching up with Aaron. So, yeah, definitely. Thank you, girls. We appreciate it. Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, take this one to the park. I don't know what, not to the park. I don't know where. Let's let's finish it up here. Let's do it. Take it to the park. We'll yeah. take it to the park. We'll take Sounds it to the good. dog park. Sounds so it good. Can do as its business. And um, <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Um, but hey, in the meantime. Um, oh wait. Well, next stick around next week. We're going to have something fun for you. Um, it's a surprise. <laughs> So even to us. <laughs> even to us. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week, and uh, we'll see you next time. Be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.